Sorry I didn't see you there, this is an audio medium. If you grew up on Disney Channel shows and DCOMs, my time mouse sheen is ready for you to take a journey back to those golden days. Quick! Before the time reaches 8-7 Central! What is up, time travelers? Welcome back to the Time Machine Podcast with me, and, Becca Stokna. And me, Hunter Merton. I almost cut you off there. <laughs> you did. Sorry, I was just so excited to introduce myself. I mean, that's the that's the trouble of recording over Zoom. It's just harder. Isn't that like a song? Let me introduce myself. Or am I making that up? No, I'm pretty sure it is. I love good, like, introduction songs. Um... Like, to to keep it in the family of the Disney Disney stars, Bridget Mendler song, the uh, the um, Ready or Not song. You know that one. Mm-mm. Ready the or only not. The song I know of hers is um, Hurricane. Well, in the song, I've heard it a couple of times. She goes, "Hello, my name is Bridget. Nice to meet you." What's like your go-to like if if you're in a, if you're introducing yourself to someone, or like hi, mm-hmm. or like what's up. Uh, either, yeah, probably just hi, or like, oh, nice to meet you, even oh. if it's not. Are you ever, I've found that, um, when someone's like, what's your name? I'll go, um, Hunter. Not as, like, I'm, don't remember my name, it's just, Yeah, like, yeah. You're like, uh, Hunter. So. Do you ever, like, somebody ask you something, and you go, what? And then you immediately respond like it just your brain just needs like a second. <laughs> yeah, or I'll go I do that no, uh, or I'll go no. Yeah. <laughs> what What is the you English know, language? I, I I cannot imagine people trying to learn English as like a second or a third language and hearing people English say, is yeah the... yeah no or no yeah. English is the hardest language to learn. I barely know it. I barely know it. I barely know it. The amount of times right. like. It took me to get how many there's there are. <laughs> There's only three. Yeah, but like in which which correct usage of there? T H E R E, T H E I R, T H Y apostrophe R E. There's so many. Let's keep it simple. It's still it's still T H E I R. Boy the way. You just misspelled a word. Oh, did I just misspell it? Yes you did. I before E except after C. Alright, no need to brag. I have an English BA. I don't know what else I'm supposed to do with it. Don't brag about it. <laughs> um, do you, you know what I want to brag about? Your Disney 411. Disney 411. Let's get into <laughs> it. Disney 411. All right. First story of the app. Selena Gomez is developing comedy series based off 16 Candles. You know that iconic 80s film, 16 Candles? Yeah. Well, Selena Gomez is putting a new spin on 16 Candles for a brand new comedy series. The 29-year-old actress is teaming up with, with her production company for a comedy spin on the iconic John Hughes film. According to Variety, the series will be titled 15 Candles and center on four young Latinas in high school navigating feelings of invisibility while exploring what it means to leave childhood behind as quinceanera season approaches. And the show is expected to debut on Peacock. When? Um, there's no release date. 
but I'm I'm going to so assume she, by the end of the year. Is she writing it or is she producing? She's developing it. So her production team and she's teaming up with the producers. So I think she's just doing behind the camera stuff. Interesting. But that is another Disney star on the Peacock network. Well, not with her face all over a No, uh, but we had <laughs> previously the Jonas Brothers doing that Olympics thing. Miley, Miley. Cyrus doing all that stuff. Demi's yeah. who could forget Demi's unidentified. unidentified. And now we have Selena <laughs> doing behind the scenes. Behind the scenes stuff. So Yeah. What are they doing? Going from the mouse to the peacock. <laughs> They know where the money is. They know where the money is. What do you, what do you think about like when people like do not reboots, but take a property and kind of spin it into a new, like it's so far. It's just basically just like the concept yeah, and not like, you know, like this isn't like, it's not going to be like Molly Ringwald, right. Ringwald's daughter. It depends on the quality, I guess. But also I feel like the quality should be able to, like if it's a good enough show, it should be able to stand on its own with its own name and not be tied to something that it's literally not related to in any way. Right. Like, so I think you're it saying they should. Me, it kind of makes me mad. Not as much when a show is good, but when something go- gets made that has the name of something and it's not related to that thing at all. Like the Blair right. Witch sequel. Well, I guess the Blair Witch sequel is related to Blair Witch, but it's really bad, so... So you're saying, like, if it's so different, they just want the press. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming everyone just forgets about her quinceanera is what's going to happen. I guess. I have actually never seen Sixteen Candles. You haven't? No. I've seen it. But The Breakfast Club is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. I mean, that's Molly Molly Ringwald's first movie, I think. Yeah. Something just fell off my desk. But... Moving from one Disney star to another, we have the one and only Hilary Duff. So Hilary Duff did uh, the lie detector test. Oh. So she answered a few questions. She, you know, have you ever seen those viral videos of, I think it's Variety? Or no, Vanity Fair does the lie detector test. Yeah. With celebrities. And so Hilary Duff was one. And so she was asked a bunch of questions like, did she ever steal wardrobe from Liz McGuire's set? Did And then they would give out pictures from like her career and her personal life and just ask her like yes or no questions about this so one she was asked she's like was this a career highlight and it was a picture of her at the teen choice awards <laughs> and Hilary Duff just went mm, no yeah <laughs> and then she was like did and then they asked her did you ever give this fellow Disney star advice it was a picture of her and Miley Cyrus and she was like uh Miley doesn't need any advice from me <laughs> she's Ooh. way better she's like she's done it single-handedly so so different and so they're their own people and she was like asked like growing up as a disney star since she was like kind of the first one she she didn't really have anyone to look up to yeah and so she said it's nice knowing that when miley and demi and all them were coming up they would they would like look to not saying that she would give out advice but they she kind of they had kind of like a roadmap to be like oh well she was like she was the blueprint like literally she was the blueprint and yeah, but she said she never she's never given Miley Cyrus advice because Miley never needed it. But she well, Miley has was, Billy Ray. Miley has Billy Ray, <laughs> more importantly. But she was also given a picture of her thoughts of the Vanity Fair 
photo shoot she did back in the day. Do you know about this 2003 Vanity Fair magazine cover? I don't know. So, one of the questions was, was this a career high? And it was mm-hmm. a picture of her on the cover of Vanity Fair in 2003. And it was, it was called It's Raining Teens. So, the cover was, like, the hottest teen stars of 2003. So, along with Hilary Duff on the cover, and they were all, it was like, they were all together on the cover. It was Hilary Duff, Amanda Bynes, Mary Kay and Ashley Olsen, Mandy Moore, Alexis Bledel, Evan, Evan Rachel Wood, Raven Simone and Lindsay Lohan. I have never seen this photo. You've never seen this photo? No. Okay, I'm going to. <laughs> and my jaw send... is dropping. <laughs> you've never seen. You've seen it. Once I show it to you. I have. I don't you... think I've ever seen that group of people all together. Hold on. We're going to get Becca's live Also, they're reaction. all women. That was. Yeah, that was the point. Well, but they said it's raining teens. Like, it should be, you know. Well. Ladies. I think inside inside the cover it had guys in there as well. Oh, but the front cover was the ladies. I've never seen this photo. You've before. never seen I've this never photo? I've never seen this photo in my life. <gasps> but why were they all in the same place at the same time cuz it looks like they're all photoshopped in there? No, there's behind this if you go on YouTube there's behind the scenes of the photo shoot and they're all there. It looks so photoshopped. No, they're all there. Raven, and Lindsay Lohan's arm, like Lindsay and Raven, they're all awkwardly like kind of touching each other. No, they're all there. And if you, I think inside the Vanity Fair, there's uh, articles about like, what's your favorite food? And like stuff like that. Yeah. You've never seen this photo? I have yeah, you would never, never th- seen this photo in my life. Y- you would never think Hillary Duff and the Olsen twins were... On a cover together. I know. I love Mandy Moore's arm casually looped through Hillary Duff. Mandy Moore looks like everyone else's mom. I know. I had to Google. I had to Google how old Mandy Moore was at this time, and she was 19. Why does she look like a mummy? I mean, she also hasn't aged. She's never aged. Like, even on This Is Us, she still looks like that, except for when they have to do that, like, haggard old age makeup on her. Yeah. So... Wow. Vanity Fair, <laughs> during the lie detector test, Vanity Fair sent, uh, showed a picture of this to Hillary Duff. And they were like, was well, this a career high? And Hillary goes, explain career high. Like, personal high or just, like, a big achievement? I remember being like, this is cool I was included in this. But, no, this was a very high-stressed, anxiety-inducing day. <laughs> she goes, and the funny thing is, me and Mandy Moore are really great friends now. So, for a little backstory, this was during the same time I think Lindsay Lohan and Hilary Duff were kind of feuding over Aaron Carter. Mm, that's probably why there's like four people in between them then. And there's legend has it that Lindsay Lohan brought Aaron Carter to the shoot that day. <gasps> so, Raven also looks like she's like pushing Lindsay back into that wall, being like, don't start a fight now. Well, you know, Lindsay and Raven were roommates at a time, at one time nope yep yep okay so like well, the vibe of this you know American Ashley you know everyone thought American Ashley were really cool this photo is scre- like I love it but it's screaming toxic I mean and I don't mean my Britney I just mean like I mean I I, I read an article where Evan Rachel Wood kind of said that it was also like very high stress and like mm-hmm. she was uncomfortable and she didn't want to wear this dress. I mean, it's a bunch of 16 year old girls who have power and money and they're probably all competing for the same parts. And they're all like having to awkwardly touch 
which yeah. I know I always hate. Amanda Bynes grabbed both of the wall, the wall with both hands. She was like, I'm not touching anyone. <laughs> and of course, Mary Kane and Ashley are back to back. Well, yeah, they we know got each your... other. <laughs> They've known each other for a while. They're good this friends. So I'm so, f- this is amazing that that was the first time you've ever seen this photo. I know. Yeah, and there's like more photos like of the photo shoot. Yeah, and like the Harry Potter kids are in the magazine. It was a time. They should have done it around Miley, Selena, and Demi's time. I you know, have they should have done it again. You would have them, and along with like the Nickelodeon stars, you'd probably have like Miranda Cosgrove. And well, Victoria we all know Justin. how Miley's magazine cover ended up going. Yeah. Which, ugh. Eh. I have thoughts on that that we don't need to get into. But. Right, right. But those are the only articles I have, but I think our Disney 411 cannot be uh, completed for this episode until we do a review of the new season of Raven's Home. That's right. Hunter and I watched so, the first episode yeah. together the other day. The episode so this premiered is, last Friday. Yeah, so this is um, going to be our last segment of Disney 411, but we wanted to give our thoughts and feelings about the new season of Raven's Home. Spoiler for Raven's Home, if season five, if you want to watch it and not be spoiled, we're going to be talking about it. Yes. For a little, yes, yes. So, fast forward, maybe like a minute or two. It's, All right. It's off to Go. a good start, I think. But I, that's kind of how I said when we finished that I think it was on par with the very first episode of Raven's Home, mm-hmm. which that, deceived me into thinking that the whole show was going to be that good. Yeah, um, because the first episode had a big plot for Raven. Mm-hmm. In the very first episode of Raven's Home, like episode one of season one, had a very big plot for Raven. And so we're like, ooh, this is going to be like a great show for the old fans. But then it quickly turned to, this is a Disney show, so let's focus on the kids. But we've also seen Raven like heavily featured across all these trailers. Yeah. In in more footage than what was in the first episode. So I'm assuming that Booker will tend to be the B plot and that Raven and Victor will be the A plot most of the time. That would be amazing. I hope so. Um, I mean, I think without, so we, this episode, they're not moving to San Francisco yet. In this court, in the course of the episode, no. They're just visiting Victor. They're visiting and they have to to head back to the house because Raven forgets the plane tickets. And she walks in on Victor eating ribs after his heart attack. So I think they're going to go the route of her being like, well, I have to stay. Yeah, you can't take care of yourself. Which brings me to the way that my chest was so tight the entire episode because of Tanya. And every moment that Raven and Victor had together. And then another moment with Booker and this other little girl played by, um, I don't know who she's played by. I didn't hate any of the new kids yet. Me either. Which is good. I don't love the the stupid one. Oh yeah. The classic Disney airhead, but all of them yes, are far better a, than Tess. So I'll there's take a it. little girl who now lives with Victor, and she's Raven's cousin. She's the daughter of Raven's cousin Betty from Country from Country Cousin, cousin which means we're going to get a Country Cousins episode. We I, have to. I hope so. Half the cast, half the characters from Country Cousins are already in the cast. But they had a scene between Booker and that little girl had a scene about how she's the one who found Victor having the heart attack. Right. So we've already introduced very heavy themes into this season, which has me so worried that they are going to set it up perfectly to drop the bomb that Tanya is dead. This new season of Raven's Home is all about trauma. (laughs) (laughs) Jamie Lee Curtis on the press tour for Raven's Home. Yeah. 
yeah, so they didn't mention where Chelsea is. They didn't mention where her son is, but I think it's because they're just back at the house. Yeah, when they're on the way to the airport, they get a phone call from Nia asking them, like, if they have the tickets, and Raven's like, yeah, we're on the way home. So I think at this point, they're all there. Yeah, there's, I guess there's no explanation because in the storyline in this episode, they're just coming down for, like, the weekend. Yeah, so we're just going to need the explanation as to why Booker stays. Right. So... The questions that still need to be answered is where's Tanya? That's number one. Because Victor, Victor did, there was no mention and there's no pictures of Tanya in the house that I've, that I saw, but Victor is wearing a wedding ring. He is. And I feel like if they were, if they were divorced, he wouldn't still be doing that. No. But even if they were divorced, I think she would be there. Like I've said this before, it's not like Tanya to not be there in an event of great peril. So the fact that he wears his ring still, and he keeps saying that he's like kind of fallen off the wagon in going to the gym and like taking care of himself. And I'm waiting for the scene between Raven and her dad where he's just like, you know, it's been really hard since your mom died. Right. Like it's going to be like that in my mind. I can see it so clearly. Also, but we did get some explanation on if Corey in the house was canon. And it is, it is. Because Raven asked if Victor actually got fired from the White House. Mm-hmm. So Corey, and we did get a Corey mention, not by name, but Raven mentioned a brother. Yeah, She has. So, I mean, I want to, I think Beck and I are going to keep watching until all of our answers, all of our questions are answered. Or at least until we see Alana. Yes. Because Alana, what if like Alana like replaces Chelsea? And, like, th- those are, like, the two story like, Raven's. Because I guess, like, Raven's either, because in Raven's home, Raven's storyline was always with Chelsea. Yeah. So, I mean, are all her storylines just going to be about, like, getting Victor better? No, like, we'll have the Alana at some point, but I don't know if that's going to be, like, one episode or if there'll be, like, two, three. Like, do you think, do you think uh, Raven's going to take over the chill girl since Victor can't do it? He mu- She might. Also, fitting to note that our last episode was grubbing on our rack of ribs and Raven oh, walked yeah. in on Victor eating ribs. It was a missed. I thought she was, I know it's a deep cut for the fans, but it would have been amazing if she goes, oh, Daddy, you're grubbing on a rack of ribs. Um, but yeah, the only disappointment I had was that she does get in a disguise, but all she does is put on scrubs and a mask to sneak into a room mm. in the hospital, which yeah. high school Raven would have been prosthetics wigs fat suit well, yeah like full out and there's a scene that is <laughs> like a play on i think of the scene from season one where they're like riding the desk out yeah so we're gonna wrap this up real quick so we because we got to get to our main event of this episode but i do have to point out that when raven did the scheme and all that, yeah, it was very reminiscent of that. So Raven, where Raven was like did the disguises, and it was was running around. But yeah. then security was after Raven, and Victor was like, "You're not even here 24 hours, and the hospital security's after you." <sighs> That's so Raven. He did say that. It was more of a groan than a woo for me on that moment. But yeah. Also, oh, what'd you think of the new theme song? Like the footage, or just like they had to remix it. Because Chelsea's not in it anymore, and she remember it, she would like tell her tell him Ray, 
Oh yeah. <laughs> and now I didn't it goes, notice. Oh, I did because it perked in my ear. And so, like in the original theme song, Chelsea would go, "Tell him, Ray," but in this version, you just hear, "Tell him, Mom." <laughs> uh, I didn't notice that at all. I was like, I needed a Victor solo in the theme song. I was too focused on the the bad special effects in that one oh, scene. Oh yeah, they don't need. Yeah, there was there was a big green screen moment. Really bad. But, but the episode and, was not really bad. Right. If good. there's like a great episode, like that's so that's so Raven heavy, I think we need to do like a full episode on it. Yeah. That's like full of that's a Raven references and there was some references to Raven's old disguises because she came when she came back to San Francisco. She was like yeah. that time, that time, that time. Well, so I'm excited to see where the rest of the season goes, and my chest will remain tight until I get news on Tanya. Yeah. If Tanya's like in an urn and those are her like and like there's an episode where Booker accidentally like breaks Don't say up, it. Up an urn and No And Raven goes, Booker, that's your grandmama <laughs> Anyway, that's that's all of the Disney Four One I got for you today. Oh I'm How about that for a segue? I- I, that's why I was like, I'm combing through that for a segue and I'm having a hard time finding one. Speaking of let's roll along, we have another rock and roll episode for you. Another rock and roll. We're continuing our month of music, talking about Disney Channel episodes where people start bands or have battle of the bands, what have you, with uh, a Zach and Cody, Sweet Life of Zach and Cody episode. Yes, we are talking about the episode called band in boston it was season one episode nine aired may 20th 2005 so about a day after my birthday because i'm born on may 19th so this episode band in boston is so ingrained in my head because this was on a dvd of the sweet life that i had Mm. and i loved it so much this episode does feature the iconic shoot from, or the iconic shot from the theme song where they're going down the laundry. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it also features the screen grab of uh, that one where Maddie is singing in that piece. Yes. So basically, this episode is about there's a battle of bands held at the Tipton Hotel, and Zach, Cody, and their friends Tapeworm and Max, played by Allison Stoner, form a band called Rock Squared. Meanwhile, Maddie and Lance, the lifeguard, form a band called Waterworks, but London gets in the band because she's paying for the instruments. Well, she's not paying for the instruments up front, but they all, I mean, we'll, we'll get there. So So, we open on Zach, Cody, um, what's, what are they? Rock squared? Is that the Rock squared because they're twins. Yeah. Uh, rock squared is rocking out with their song. School's out. Let's rock and roll. Which I think that song goes hard. I so like it. So what Cody is wearing, the long sleeve orange turtleneck with blue the stripes. The turtleneck. Horrid. I had that. Like legit had that shirt. The exact one? Mm-hmm. What a nerd. Me, me and, uh, excuse you. Me and my brother had it. There's wow. a picture of me during, like I think at Christmas of me wearing it. Definitely like 100%. <laughs> That's funny. Because I remember watching the episode back in the day and being like i have that shirt <laughs> i loved how i think they had to dress cody that way because and they had to dress zach like to the nth degree because this was still back in the day where 
they looked like infants and Dylan and Cole were like virtually indistinguishable. Yeah, because they both have the bowl cuts. Yeah, there's sort of like becomes a time where it's easier to tell them apart, but season one is not that time. Yeah. Yeah, they had to really like go to the nth degree of yeah, Zach, like Zach where has to have on like, like the dragon gloves and yeah, like, like torn Zach leather. has like the button down <laughs> dragon shirts with like <laughs> flames on them and Cody wears sweater vests. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, it opens them rehearsing in their room, their living room of the hotel, and and sweet sweet Carrie comes in and goes, We've been getting complaints, you guys. And they're like, really? From who? And Muriel's there. She's like, from the whole town of Boston. This episode is full of Muriel just suddenly being in a room and having a line. Mm-hmm. Which I think is how most of most Muriel appearances go on the show. I will say, and then they're like, well, where are we going to rehearse, Mom? And then, of course, since Carrie's got the hookup, she suggests to move them to the concert. Like the, what would you say that? Like the the venue room, basically, where Carrie usually performs Performs. her own stuff. And then Mosby says they can't perform there. It's just, that is like, and it's one of two Mosby scenes in this whole entire episode. I know, we got no Mosby. And he wasn't against the band, which I was surprised of, because usually Mosby, like, if it's anything to do with, if it's anything to do with the twins, he's like, get out of my lobby. But if they're hosting a battle of the bands at the hotel, like... Yeah, they're not breaking any rules. Yeah, he can't be mad if they're bringing in revenue. Yeah, so th- but then he suggests they go to the laundry room. And then, so they... That's kind of like their place they decide to rehearse. Which, of and course, Ar- Arwen is Arwen is there! Out. He's rocking and out. He loves it. When I tell you, the... So they, they end their rehearsal, and they're like, that's so great, that's so great. And Arwen was like, that was amazing. Let's do this again. Two, three, four. And he puts his hands on his head like he has like, a moose. <laughs> like a moose. And he does like the hop and skip thing. When I was like eight, nine, ten, whatever, how old, how old I was when this episode aired, I cackled. <laughs> I, I thought this was the funniest thing ever. And there's another funny thing that London does in this episode that I remember laughing really hard at. Um, but yeah, and then, then we get to obviously the theme song and where, uh, the, the laundry, the laundry shoot scene is in. Mm-hmm. And then we open up with Maddie and Zach having the conversation about their own bands. Her hair in this I shot. was thinking the same thing. I said her hair and whoever styles Ashley Tisdale in the <laughs> Sweet Life, Zach and Cody, when she's not in her uniform needs to be investigated immediately. <laughs> She's got bangs, like her bangs, but then some of her hair is like pulled back in like yeah. a in like a pre twenty twelve poof. But if the poof it's was so like farther bad. back on her head, I okay, I'm the last one to go with to hair and fashion advice, but I I can call a spade a spade. <laughs> and whoever did whoever styled Ashley Tisdale on this show needs to be have a full on investigation. And then her line delivery, um, they're having an argument, Zach and Maddie, because. Maddie is revealing that she's also in the Battle of the Bands with Lance. And Zach says something about, like, but we're 12 and cute. And she goes, but I'm 15 and hot. And then, like, pops her arm up. Yeah. Like, the and delivery. The, and the so audience and the, studio, and the audience are like, ooh. Yeah, which I. Ugh. I think this is the first Sweet Life 
uh, appearance of Lance. Lance, the lifeguard with no oxygen in his in his mind. With no oxygen in his mind. I, the people in this episode, like, just across the board, the guest stars of this episode, generally probably collectively share half of a brain cell. Yeah, because you have London, <laughs> you have Lance, Tapeworm. Tapeworm. There are no things to be thought anywhere. No. I will have to say, this is a very, like, guest star, recurring character heavy episode. It is. I, I, I've always liked that about Sweet Life. Like, they do a good job of bringing their recurring characters, like making them recurring <laughs> uh, i guess that's how you get a recurring character you make them recurring well i mean you know how some like some shows you just you see that person like once a season or once yeah. every two seasons like it but, like, like a friend like max specifically i'm thinking like max has arcs in sweet life and like max changes yeah from the beginning of the show to the end of the show yeah and then i just love it when the friends disappear eventually yeah because <laughs> you know like alton stoner like gets camp rock she can't do sweet yes, life anymore yeah. and tapeworm just because you can't have tapeworm without max but um, lance reveals that what happened like there there's water in all their instruments and the amps yes there's water in there's water like in there something because lance's thing is he's the lifeguard and yeah i just forget that the Tipton is like like a five star hotel, and I want to see their layout because I want to see how big their pool is. You know, I know because I mean I I've been to plenty of hotels, but all of them have no lifeguard on duty. Right. So there must be. I mean, maybe it's. I can't think of why they'd have a lifeguard there unless they have like an unusual amount of kids or like older yeah. folks. But yes. Lance somehow, like, yeah, somehow water over... got. Yeah, somehow he water got in the instruments. He over the acoustic guitar, and, like, water comes out of the guitar onto the candy counter. Yeah. And so, Lance yeah. says that it's going to be, like, five grand to replace everything. Yeah, that did not look... I don't know anything about guitars, but that didn't, guitar did not look expensive. Well, but he said it was... Oh, multiple, yeah, the amps. Yeah, multiple yeah, yeah. instruments and, like, I think two amps. Yeah. And amps are pricey. So, I mean, that sounds about right. But London overhears this conversation, and she drops my rent for half the year to be in this band right yeah so she was like oh i can pay for it and they're like oh really on what condition and she goes well if you make me in the band and they're like oh. well maddie is more like oh right but why does london feel the need to drop so much i mean i know to her it's pennies but yeah. like to be in a i don't know that a ba being in a band doesn't even seem like it's up london's alley yeah it doesn't seem like she would care to be in the yeah, band. Yeah, I'm. I was just confused by her motivation for this. Yeah, she like, I why are you paying these plebeians? These plebes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's very. Yeah, it, it tracks that London would just drop five grand for no reason. But yeah. there really isn't. I wish the character was like, oh well, I want to be in the band because X, Y, and Z. She's like, oh, yeah. I'll give you the money if you let me in the band. I like, kind of assumed, like, that maybe she would be after Lance, but that doesn't seem to be the yeah, case. Yeah, you would think. You would. I mean, that would just be an easy uh, explanation. She's like, well, I want to be in the band because I want to impress Lance. Yeah. But, or, I don't know. Again, we don't watch Disney Channel shows for big storylines. <laughs> or but we love it. motivations. Right, but we love it when it happens. We love it when it happens. It's back to when they're in the basement and Zach shows up looking like Ozzy Osbourne. 
Oh, yeah. So this is when we get the big conflict of the episode between Zach and Cody because Cody is all about rehearsing and getting the words right. And he's all about this is this song is to stick it to the band of all the public people in school. Yeah. At one point, he like they're doing the other song about missing the bus, which is not as good as school's out. Isn't I think this is the same song. Unless it is. Either way, I don't like that part as much. But <laughs> Cody grabs the lyric sheet and he's like, this is a song about my oppression. Like, he's giving very oh, yeah. genius.com. Yeah. And then Zach is all about his style. He's like, yeah, I don't care about that. But how good does this head shake look? Wasn't it when, when uh, Zach and Maddie were having the discussion at the beginning of the episode and Cody walks in about how they've been rehearsing for 30 minutes and Zach was like, was I good? Yeah. So clearly this is already a recurring right. problem. And they start screaming at each other and they're having a, a fight about whether or not they're having a fight. Well... We're having a fight, and Cody goes, "No, we're having an educated discussion." Uh, it's like fight discussion, and that's when Max is like, "You guys are having a fight about having a fight," yeah. and just coming from having siblings, that's a sibling thing. It's like now we're fighting about that we're fighting, and it wasn't my fault. And but Zach then, tears up the lyric sheets, and then Cody tears off a sleeve of Zach's fit, which ends up not looking horrible, and he's Zach's kind of into it. Yeah, I used to. I think I've said this before on the pod, but growing up, Zach would have moments where I'm like, he's such a jerk. He's so mean to Cody. Just because Cody isn't cool, you know? Yeah. And th- this was like, there's a specific episode that I was like, ooh, if I was his brother, I would have punched him in the face by now. But well, probably the only reason they don't get into physical fights is because we can't show that on the Disney Channel. <laughs> right. I do remember the story. I think I remember this like interview that Cole or Dylan Sprouse did, and they said they got into a fight in their trailer, and they were like beating each other up and wrestling, like to the ground during the Sweet Life, and like extras like knocked on their trailer, and they're like, "Can we get an autograph?" And they're like in mid fight. Oh like, my oh, gosh! Yeah, sure. Tell me why I just started looking for my phone when it's propped up and I'm reading my notes off of it. I don't know. I was like, that's, where is my phone? That's for you to know me and me to find out. So, yeah, Rock Squared is on the rocks. Yes. <laughs> There's a scene where they're talking about how they need to focus on the lyrics and Zach wants to focus on the style. And Cody's like, well, let's get this pronunciation right and let's get rehearsing. And... <laughs> That's when Zach goes, are you ready to rock out? <laughs> and Cody's like, because remember, like, Cody has the whistle. Mm-hmm. And Cody has, like, a whistle. And every time he gets annoyed at Zach or nothing goes his way, he he uh, blows the whistle. And Zach goes, well, there goes the whistle. Yeah. And so that's, like, building. And then, then it cuts to Waterworks. And then it cuts back to Rock Squared. And that's when, the, when Zach looks like Ozzy Osbourne. But I wanted, I do want to talk about the first rehearsal of Waterworks. Yeah. Is this where Maddie has the pink streaks and the t-shirt and the skirt and the tall boots and, like, the fit is just... Uh, n- no. I think this is when she's in the jeans. Like, the weird, like, the pink shirt and the weird jeans. That, mu- that must be their second rehearsal then that I'm thinking of. Yes, the second rehearsal because that's when they... Cause, so the first rehearsal is when she's like in the jeans and London's on the tambourine and London oh, the, the is tangerine. terrible. The right. tam- Yeah. And London goes the tangerine and Ashley Tisdale goes, 
No, that's a tambourine. A tangerine is what people are going to throw at you. <laughs> and then and then London goes, well, I don't want to do tambourine. I want to sing. And then Lance is like, I think we should let her sing. And Maddie's like, what? We're not doing this. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, for some reason, Maddie thinks she's Mariah Carey. <laughs> she does. I think she does. And this is not Ashley Tizzle's best vocal performance. Oh, it's I would it's, say it's bad. It's very baby doll voice. I would say it's bad. This is my impression of Maddie in this band in Boston episode. Ready? <clears throat> the only one. Yeah. The only one. one. Yeah. yeah. It's, Ooh. you know, the most nasally Ashley Tisdale can possibly be. That's what this is. Yeah. It's very bad. It's very bad. But London, <laughs> she's like in the back corner. No lights on her. And she's still, like, being all London. Yeah. Throwing throwing that tambourine everywhere. So then London, Maddie gives in. and is like, okay, London, let's hear you sing. And obviously London's bad. Like, obviously London's worse bad. than bad. It's, it's, it's quite akin to Francesca in the last episode where it's so tone deaf that you wonder if a person can possibly be this tone deaf. Right. It's kind of like, okay, someone knows. Normal people know they can't sing because they can kind of hear themselves. But, of yeah. course. So, and that's when we cut back to Rock Squared and when Zach has the Ozzy Osbourne outfit and they get into a fight about having a fight. And then Zach. Oh, wait. So this episode had a lot of jokes that I remember repeating and as a child and playing them off as my own jokes. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll get to one of them. But one I used to, that's ingrained in my mind, is when Zach takes Cody's whistle and puts it in Tapeworm's pudding and goes, you got pudding in my whistle. And then Tapeworm goes, you got whistle in my pudding. <laughs> I hate them. I hate the writers for that. Uh, it's so Disney Channel. It's so Disney Channel. Of course, Max, a.k.a. Allison Stoner, is like, guys, 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 guys. What are we doing here? Yeah. And then, Cody, and then Cody leaves. Yes. He's and out. We see, we see Carrie. Oh, yeah. We're... So we cut to Carrie, and she's rehearsing. There's a... Well, she's trying to rehearse. She's trying, but can we just, like, set up, like, Carrie the jazz singer that she is? Right. She's like, a one, a two. A two, like, a it's one, It's about two. to be giving very easy listening. There's a big cello on stage. Like and Foss then Cody comes bursting in, and she goes, cutting and her off. Cody goes, I hate Zach. And Carrie goes, I don't know that one. <laughs> and this is just the recurring joke of the sweet life. Where Zach and Cody are like, Mom, you have a terrible life. You have a terrible uh, childhood. You yeah. have terrible taste in men. You suck. You work at a hotel. Because Carrie tells, um, well, I guess, spoiler alert for later in the scene, but then Zach comes in immediately after when they try to start rehearsing again and is like, I hate Cody! <laughs> and um, Carrie tells them both the, the same story where she's like, do you remember when I was in a band and we broke up because we couldn't work it out? And both of them are like, Oh, yeah, and then your best friend stole your car and your boyfriend. And she's like, yeah. Yeah, I keep talking about that. But then also, why is why has Carrie trauma dumped so much of her life on these Do you youngest? know Carrie got wine drunk one night? 
working a double performance shift at the Tipton. Oh, I mean, I know and, Carrie Martin is not and, shy about her trauma. Like, and I Carrie is not. just sitting at the kitchen table with a lamp on. And Zach and Cody come home from school. They're like, Mom, why are the lights off? And Carrie's like, I didn't think my life would be this way, boys. <laughs> you know, I was in a band once. But they both, I they both kind of like take the wrong advice and, from the conversation. Yeah. And instead of like, work it out and fix the band cody's like i'm gonna start my own band and yeah um, and then i'm surprised like tapeworm and tapeworm and max like usually in like a disney show when there's an argument like between the two characters and they have two friends one friend goes with the other friend yeah and one friend one friend goes with the main character and the other friend stays with the other main character but this time the friend stayed with zach which i thought was interesting well, because they probably know that Cody can't start a band with anybody else. I mean, Cody writes the songs, as we learn. Yeah. But so after Carrie's weird story. Which we were robbed of a Carrie number here. We were ro- like, literally, Carrie was about to jazz it up for us. All that jazz. You know she was going to. Why wasn't Carrie in Battle of the Bands? I don't think there was an age limit. There wasn't an age limit because later we find out Cody's started a band with Arwen and Muriel. Yeah. If Carrie wanted to re- revitalize her career, she would have won that. And she would have. That's the spinoff I'm still hoping for. But then, so we cut back to Waterworks, another Waterworks rehearsal. I love the name Waterworks. That's funny. I know. Okay, this Are they is all Maddie, lifeguards? Are they all lifeguards? This is when Maddie is in like the baseball tee. And the little, little tiny skirt and these high boots with bows on them. I mean, yes, like, like, this fit is all over the place, girl. <laughs> Again, if you know who styled Ashley Tisdale <laughs> on The Sweet Life, I'm calling the FBI on them. <laughs> and we're going to get a helicopter around their house. The fit that they put her in for the ultimate battle of the bands is better than... also bad. No! It's bad, but it's better than this. But, okay, it's so this at is least the... sort of cohesive. Nothing about Maddie's wardrobe when she's not in the Tipton uniform is cohesive. So this is one of the parts, another physical comedy bit, which I used to laugh at all the time. So now London is a background singer, but she hates being in background. So while Maddie is singing, we get a shot, a wide shot of London, like doing a fast tiptoe. Yeah. Uh, I used to die laughing at that. She's like, like, it looked like, a video game character like going really fast. It was so funny. And then Maddie's like, "Uh, London, you're a background singer, so you stay in the back." And London goes, "I don't like being in the back. It's just not the front." <laughs> and I said, and "I was like, if that ain't true, that's so true though." <laughs> so Maddie, Maddie's like, "Okay, we have to kick her out of the band. Like, we're gonna lose." And then uh, I guess uh, we get a little. Um, context on why Maddie wants to do this is because she wants to. They, you you win a demo. Mm-hmm. the the winning t- The winning bands get a demo, and Maddie's like, "I'm gonna be a star." I'm like, "Oh, because she wants to go to law school." I was like, "Okay, Elle Woods." Like, okay, you're gonna on. be a famous singer, and then you're gonna go to law school. Duh, that's how they always do. And then Lance has this idea of let's let London sing, but we'll turn off her mic. And but then you'd still be able to hear something, something, because that room is not that big. Yeah, but like once the once there's like more people, it'll absorb the sound. 
and the instruments. One, the song is horrible, by the way. It is. I mean, they're not going to. They're not going to win anyway. Great, but school yes, out is by far. At the least, La Rock Squared has a more inter- fun song. Yeah. And yeah, and so that, and then there's this joke, and Lance is like, "Well, you know what they say," and he's like, "What?" And Lance goes, "Oh, I thought you know." <laughs> no oxygen in that mine. He's underwater. Oh, oh, I remember. I remember one of the jokes is when when London when Lance goes, "We should just let London sing," and Maddie goes, "Have you swallowed too much chlorine?" <laughs> and Lance goes, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> so then we see the band that Cody has formed in protest of Rock Squared, which is Muriel, who is dressed, dressed like a flapper, a flapper for some reason, <laughs> with no context on that. And then Arwen has made like a toot toot horn out of a blowtorch, I think, like something. Yeah. Yeah. But before that, Zach is trying to write a new song because they're like, we're going to do our own song. Yeah. And he's like she, he's like what rhymes with orange? What rhymes Nothing. with orange? And tapeworm goes snorange. God. And then that's when Max goes, "Thank you Dr. Seuss," which is a joke I used to say when someone was trying to rhyme <laughs> with something as a kid. I'd be like, "Thank you." One time I said it, I, it was like it was like the day after this episode came out and I said, "Thank you Dr. Seuss." Oh, it killed. It killed. <laughs> The parent I said it to because I was with my friend, and the parent I said it to laughed so hard. Also, that's when Zach, that's when Cody comes in and goes, Zachary. And Zach goes, Cody. <laughs> this episode packing heat with the joke. It's packing heat, man. It's packing heat. I don't remember how they get to making Arwen leave. Don't they like lock Zach and Cody in that closet and force them to make up? Mm-hmm. And then Arwen... They're like, okay, well, whatever Cody's band is isn't happening anymore. And Arwen's oh. like, first, first mother and the butcher, and now this. Yeah, and Max I wasn't just sure, like, if mother and the butcher is a band name that Arwen was also in, or if he's just referring oh. to his mother and a butcher. I but... think he's referring to because I'm I'm pretty sure Arwen has a running gag about his trauma with his mother. <laughs> no, he does, which is why I thought maybe not. But also, just the band name, Mother and the Butcher, is like not. Please bad. welcome. Please welcome to the stage, Mother and the Butcher. Best, uh, best new artist nominee, Indie Rock Gods, Mother oh, and the Butcher. I hope they win. I hope they win. I hope they win. <laughs> yeah. So Max and Tapeworm just lock Cody and the Cody and Zach in a closet so they can make up, and because it's just like getting nowhere. Moral of the story is they're better together than they are apart. And so they're well, just like by the time the, I guess they feel confident in Cody and Zach's abilities in the band because they're like. We'll we'll come back for them when it's ready for Battle of the Bands. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no sound check. Which I guess it's Battle of the Bands now. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, it is. Like, you wouldn't you think that all oh, everyone would have to be there at the same time? Yeah. Especially if they're doing so. They they open it with this kid who looks like Finn Wolfhard, like rocking <gasps> out. Oh, I th- I thought it was like the guy from the Naked Brothers band. It could have been him, too. I don't know. And then they finish their set, and it immediately turns around. There's another stage. Oh, yeah. Waterworks is on that stage ready to perform. I was like, okay, when we were young fest. Because allegedly (laughs) that's what they're going to be doing. It's it's the Tip to No Tail Music Festival. (laughs) 
the Tipton Hotel is going to have 63 bands in one day. <laughs> well, before that, London is practicing. And, of course, London is horrible. And most goes, break a leg, London. So she can't make it to the stage. <laughs> Mosby packing an excellent joke with his other scene that he gets. Right. So Maddie does her best vocals that she can. She, Which is still really bad. All, all I got to say is those in glass houses. Should not. <laughs> should not be notes. bad vocal notes. And if you can't hit the notes, you can't throw the notes. And then that's when London figures out that London like hits the microphone or something and she and the face Brenda Song gives when she realizes her mic's off yeah it's so funny to me it's like she saw a ghost (laughs) she's like how dare you and then she comes for Maddie and is like my mic's off she's like there's a reason and then they're like they're like you know the classic back and forth the microphone yeah. When Maddie's not singing, she's telling London something and she doesn't have the microphone and then she gets the microphone when she has to go, yeah, and all that stuff. And Classic. then And then Maddie accidentally pulls the mic back to her, to herself, and Maddie goes, because you're a lousy singer. And the audience, you can hear a pin Here's, drop. They hear it all. And I mean, again, what what would you, like, what if you were in the audience and that happened? Would you be like, oh, Yes, of course. My jaw oh, would drop. You'd be like, obviously they're disqualified, right? Well, yeah. They did not do a good performance. I loved, though, I mean, we'll have to go back to when Rock Squared reemerges, but um, later after that happens, Maddie and London are having, like, a talk in the lobby about, like, they're making up, like, you know, why they did what they did. And Maddie was like, I should have just told you you're not a very good singer. And London goes, a very well singer without missing a beat. And I laughed very loud. That was a great joke. Because cause <laughs> it's a callback to when you don't sing well. and Or London's like, I'm a good singer. Or like something like that. Well, it's a callback to earlier in the episode. Yeah, but it's also when just Maddie... a good a good yeah. joke of like you know you're not supposed to like well versus good and then yeah. London just like with yeah. complete confidence saying the absolute most wrong thing. And so yeah, Maddie's like, we should just ask you for the money, and London's like, yeah, you should have just said it was like for something stupid like for food. <laughs> and I was like. I want to be rich so bad. <laughs> and then, it, but then it's revealed that London's like, you know what? My dad owns a couple record companies. We could have recorded something. Oh, well. And Maddie's like, but you were great on that tangerine. Come back. Like very typical Ashley Tisdale. Like somebody says something and walks away. And she's like, oh, and like sticks her arm up and says something else. It's very that. It's very like, and she'll go, <laughs> you know, and then she'll look to the side with her mouth open. Yeah. So Zach and Cody kind of have a heart to heart about how one mom's losing it. Another running joke, how they think their mom's a loser. Ha ha ha. Justice for Carrie Martin. They can't get out of the closet because it's locked because Max locked yeah. it. And they're like, Muriel, Muriel. Cause I can't, I guess Muriel just stayed in the room with them. And but she Muriel is cold ass asleep in her flapper dress. 
as I mean, as as everyone is after a long day's work. So they they climb up through the vent to try and see if they can get somewhere else, and then mm-hmm. Max and Tapeworm come back and they're gone. And Tapeworm's like, maybe they got abducted by aliens. And Max goes, or they could have just crawled through the vent. And Tapeworm's, and Tapeworm's like, let's not. What does he say? He goes, let's not get crazy. <laughs> Okay, this is another iconic theme that I used to say all the time, is when they're trying to figure out where Zach and Cody are, and so they're just, um, what's the word? They're just distracting the audience until they can find them, and we yes. find out, and we find out that like Zach and Cody like went through the laundry chute, and <laughs> uh, they're like in a laundry basket, and Arwen has like fire power roller skates that can make him go super fast which that he's just wearing like he's around just wearing. when zach and cody plummet down he's just wearing them and let me tell you when whenever brian stepanik who plays our does physical comedy the audience cackles they do is brian stepanik our generation's charlie chaplin no no how dare you I, no, how dare you even <laughs> say those words <laughs> when brian o'brien exists it's so crazy that Brian Stepanek, I know there was like an attempt to do an Arwen spinoff. Mm-hmm. It's crazy that they didn't like, I mean, they did a lot of stuff with Brian Stepanek. Mm-hmm. And Charlie Chaplin could have absolutely gotten his own pilot picked up. So yeah, uh, when they're trying to get there, <laughs> Max is like trying to cover the crowd by yes. doing like stand up. I used to say this all the time and she goes, why do you drive on a driveway? I'm but you park. Driveway. No. Why do you park in a driveway, but you wait, but you drive on a parkway? Yeah. And then Carrie, the way Carrie, the way Carrie goes into a room is so iconic. She kind of like leads with her, with her like her and her like her shoulders. Yeah, she's like she tilted goes, half the time. It's, it's the way Carrie Barton enters a room is like a gust of wind just like pulled her, pushed her <laughs> forward. Oh, she tells Mosby that she can't find the twins and that they're somewhere in the vents. <laughs> among us. And that. No, imagine like staying at the hotel and you hear a story about like two twins are just in the vents it's a ghost story to the two twins that live in the vents <gasps> scary yeah claustrophobia but then of course the twins make it in time mm-hmm. and they rock it out they do and oh wait they won mm-hmm. they won the band of course they did so i guess they win a demo well, their other competition was No Name Band, who obviously wasn't going to win because they're a no-named band. And then clearly Waterworks was disqualified. So it's almost by default of Disney Channel rules. R- Disney Channel rules. They always win by default. Something happens. It's true. So there were two bands in this episode, Waterworks and Rock Squared. Which is the better band? Rock Squared. Rock Squared. I like the... The um, aesthetic of Rock Squared is like everyone's kind of cohesive, and then you have a kid who plays keyboard in a turtleneck, and <laughs> <laughs> I just love it. I mean, water waterworks, it didn't work. It didn't work. It dried up. Waterworks dried up. You know, they emptied the pool. They drained it. They drained the pool. So, what do you think? Because so far in the month of music, mm-hmm. we've talked about even Stevens. That's a Raven, and now this episode. 
mm-hmm. and they've all had bands. So where do these two bands rank in the other bands we've we've covered so far? Like, do you think this is like middle of the road, or like I, doing, I don't? Yeah. If I'm doing a tiered list, Corey and the Boys are at the bottom. Corey and the Boys are at the bottom. Well, maybe Waterworks is at the bottom, and then Corey and the Boys above that, and then mm. Louis Stevens Experience. And then Rock Squared, and then uh, the Twitty, <laughs> the Twitty Project, <laughs> the Twitty Stevens Connection, because that's well, technically the third another band. That is, yeah. Um, but I would I would say that Waterworks is dead last, just because they're they didn't even have a good singer to begin with. No, no. Regardless and, of the bad singer that's later introduced. And it's just so funny because. If you would have told me in this episode that Ashley Tisdale is going to be in one of the biggest movie musicals that will come out in the 2000s. Or ever, and, really. Or ever. And we'll have a hit song from the early 2000s. I'll be like, huh? Because I remember even as a kid, I thought her voice was annoying in this episode. But you loved her. I did. He said, she said. Imagine Waterworks is he. <gasps> Alternate reality is Waterworks, oh won, the, Waterworks won the demo <laughs> and they did he said, she said. <laughs> Maddie broke off and did he said, she said. That's Alternate canon. universe, you open Spotify and you hear the only one. Yeah. And that's the only time I'll listen to that song. <laughs> that's the only time I'll listen to that song. But... On a scale of one to five, how hard did this episode rock? Uh, I think I'm going to give this one my first four out of five. You said it wrong. What? You said it wrong. What did I say? It's how hard did this episode rock? I'm sorry. <laughs> how hard did this episode rock? <laughs> Hope you weren't driving. Didn't crash Hope you weren't car. driving. Um, I'd give it a four out of five. Um, I'll give it a 4.5. Yeah, it's not like a bad episode or anything. It's not um, a bad episode. And I liked a lot of the jokes. It just sounds from your end like the jokes were more impactful to you than they were Yes, to me. I think it's because I had the Sweet Life DVD and this was on it. Mm-hmm. And I just remember it clearly. But I'm giving it a 4.5 because even though Rock Squared had a really iconic song, it's when I think of Sweet Life, I don't think of this, the band episode. Yeah. But, like, when I think of that, so Raven, I'm like, oh, yeah, Corey and the Boys. And when I think of even Stevens, I think of that, of the episode we covered. Hmm. But, all right. I think it's time to cover something else. You're reading Disney Channel. You're reading Disney Channel. You're reading Disney Channel. It's a segment we like to do when we cover a specific TV show or movie. And since we're covering the episode Band in Boston from The Sweet Life, we will be reading a scene from it. So, this scene is pretty simple. This is right after Zack and Cody have a fight and Cody uh, leaves the band because Zack and Cody cannot agree and he stumbles on a rehearsal that his mother is doing and he cuts off what could have been the best jazz performance of a lifetime. But we'll never know. One, so it, it involves obviously Carrie and Cody. So Becca, would you like to be Carrie or would you like to be Cody? I'll be Cody. <gasps> twist all right well that settles it i'll have to bring i'll have to give carrie some justice in my performance 
Yes, you will, you Kim Rhodes lover, you. What is that Taylor Swift song? Uh, Santa Starbucks lovers. Blink Space? Yeah, but how's that go? It's got a long list of ex-lovers. Got a long list of Carrie lovers. That's me. They'll anyway, take all right. my car and drive, drive away. <laughs> but I have a jazz performance, baby, at the Tipton today. Anyway. Nice. All right, so this is all you need to know is Cody just stormed out of the rehearsal of Rock Squared because he just broke up the band, and he goes to his mom for advice. And he stumbles upon Carrie about to give her heart into this jazz performance. All right, and action. Okay, a one, a two, and a one, and a two. And I a three, hate and Zach! A... Uh, I don't know that one. Okay, what happened? I quit the band. No one was listening to me, and all Zach cared about was how he looked. Did I mention I hate him? Minus left out. Honey, when you're in a band with other people, you have to work together. I am. They're just not working with me. They all say I'm too bossy. Did I ever tell you when I was in a band? Yes. And how we couldn't work together and eventually broke up? Yes. And then your boyfriend stole your car and ran off with your best friend. Okay, we don't need to relive that part. The point is, you can't always quit just because people don't agree with you. Quitters never prosper. I thought cheaters never prosper. What happens to quitters? Quitters never win and winners never quit. Well, there you go. So you agree. I'm right and it's all Zach's fault. Thanks, Mom. Uh, uh, well, actually, uh, well, I'll try again later. <laughs> I love her scene. approach to parenting. <laughs> She's like, oh, I got two. I'll deal with the next one. Um, so what did you think of the episode? Any, any closing thoughts? Nope. No? <laughs> Simple as that. Simple as that, I guess. What's the Disney Channel lesson we learned today? My Disney Channel lesson that I learned today is, you know, if your friend is really, truly, and honestly bad at something and they're really embarrassing themselves, it's better to just take them aside and tell them than to let it just keep going on forever, even if there's $5,000 involved. Mm -hmm. I think my Disney Channel lesson is, be, be mindful of what stories from the past you tell your children because they will throw it in your face. <laughs> true. Very true. And I have done that before. <laughs> My mom confided in me once a story about her, like, shitting her pants in second grade or something. And I told my entire third, fourth, and fifth grade classes. You dirty dog. It was funny. <laughs> you know I love a joke. <laughs> you know you love a joke. You know I know you love a bit. Anything for a laugh. Anything for a laugh. All right. Now's the time. If people want to find out how you're the only one, yeah. Where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Heyo, it's Becca, H-E-Y-O. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel, Becca Stogner. I have two, count them, two Robin Williams reviews left in my entire series. So make sure that you are in there for those. Also check out my other podcast, Youth Group Survivor Support Group. We just dropped an episode today about a bad Christian stand-up special. It was very, very fun. Um, yeah, we are YGSSG podcast on all the socials. And if you want to find me on any social media, you can find me on Instagram at RealHunterMartin, Twitter, HKimmerMartin. And if you want to keep up to date with everything about this podcast, we're on all the social medias, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. Just type in the Time Machine Podcast. You'll find us on all of those. Rate and review us. Leave us a comment. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. DM us on all the social medias. We love talking to you guys. We love 
uh, interacting and how you guys l- like the podcast and what you like and what you want to hear because we want you guys to have so much fun listening to this as we have making it. All right. Next week is our last episode of the month of music. And so we're traveling not that far from Boston to New Waverly York. New, New York, specifically on Waverly Place. Well, on maybe, Waverly next Place. Week, maybe next week everything will not be as it seems. Hmm. But until then, until next time, until next time, we will see you later, time travelers. <laughs> Always buckle your seatbelts.